You all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Albert Shivers. The Matrix doesn't happen. That's very true. Come along quietly or not. They don't have to like it, but they're going to see what happens. Goodbye, wimps. And now, without further ado, from Albert Shivers. The general concept is that creativity flourishes in in an atmosphere of freedom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I am and always will be Albert Shivers. I'm going to lower my levels here for a second. I am and always will be Albert Shivers, and I'm excited for this episode particularly. I've wanted to record this for a long time. On the weekend of Halloween in 2021, myself and Isaac went on an eight-hour car ride on a whim to go to the second-to-last NASCAR race of the year at Martinsville Speedway. Not only the shortest racetrack that NASCAR currently runs on for points events, but also one of the oldest Martinsville Speedway is a half-mile racetrack shaped like a paperclip. And this podcast documents our whole trip from my mouth and from Isaac's mouth. We share our experiences, the way we we experience the event, and also to hear from Isaac, who had his first time going to a NASCAR race. It was his first time. I had taken him... And another friend of ours to practice and qualifying at Pocono Raceway. But this was his first time to see an actual full race from beginning to end live in front of him. The whole year of 2021, which started as an accident, I had a bunch of people over for the Daytona 500. And every Sunday they just kept showing up and it was fantastic. That's how it started. I would say, oh, if you want to come next week for next week's race, uh, come on over. And it turned into just a weekend thing. A lot of different people came in and out of it. But the two constants just about every Sunday were Isaac and Jillian. She's been on the show before. Jump back to a very good episode, shameless plug. Um, The episode that's called, what's it called? It's called um, Pooh Corner. Something in Pooh Corner. And um, go to that one and you'll get, you'll, you'll meet Jillian. And she's in a couple other ones too. But I can't think of them off the top of my head. The, the two of them came every Sunday. And by the end of the year, I had the itch to go to another race. There were only a handful left. And Isaac and I shoved off to Martinsville, Virginia and stayed at an incredible Airbnb. We get into all of it in the podcast. One other thing I want to say about this episode is it was recorded the way I envisioned all the episodes to be recorded. Now, it's impossible to have them all recorded this way, but this is how I envisioned all these episodes being, which I, which means that Isaac and I recorded these episodes, or this episode, at his dining room table. And that's always how I envisioned it. When I envisioned this project, I envisioned it like 
every recording was hanging out at the table with friends and family. That's always how I thought of it. And there are episodes where that did really organically happen. The roundtable episode way back in the 30s. Um, And a few others, they don't all pop into my head at once. It's hard to just recall them. When I would say the episode with Courtney, Sylvia, and Namu back in the 20s was a good example of that. And when I got the new table from my attic where I do most of the recording, that's the vibe that I go for. Sitting around the table with food, drinks, and an ashtray, and just talking. You know, some of these episodes turned more into interviews, which I love, but I never wanted them all to be just Q&A. You understand? Where are you from? What do you do? How'd you get started? I didn't want every single episode to be that way. And that's why I did the Planet Shivers 500. I have a couple of more crazy ideas that are going to come in the near future. But I wanted to have a lot of episodes that were purely conversational. And if, if, if you liked those, then those are the ones you liked. If you didn't like them, there's other variations of episodes that you can go check out. But uh, my favorite ones are the ones that are more off the cuff without much of a plan. And the only plan for this one was for us to cover, for us to cover what happened on this trip. So with that said, I enjoyed recording this. You could hear Isaac's grandmother cooking schnitzel in the background. You hear the dog doing stuff in the background. It's as if you're there and having the two of us explain it to you. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Like I said, I enjoyed recording it. I always enjoy sitting and talking with Isaac. And he's got a couple more episodes coming up that he's going to be a part of too. And I hope you enjoy our stories from our Halloween trip to Virginia to see the Xfinity 500 at Martinsville Speedway, second to last race of the NASCAR season. Also, don't forget, you can see more of what I'm doing on Instagram at Albert Shivers. And you can go check out albertshivers.com to see my movies and to see the latest episodes of the podcast and find every podcast episode on the website, as well as the newest latest with what I got cooking with the visual art stuff. A lot of new projects coming with that. And being that this is a racing-themed episode... You can also check out my second Instagram page, which is at NASCAR Pulp, which is the at sign NASCAR underscore Pulp. It's the grit, speed, and sleaze of NASCAR and auto racing from then to now. It's a fun page. I've gotten some converts, people who I know were not and or are not into racing who've jumped over to the page, and they enjoy it. So... Here comes the cliche, you don't have to be a race fan to enjoy the NASCAR Pulp Instagram page. But either way, check all them pages out and find Isaac on Instagram at when underscore in underscore zen. When in zen. Support his music, support what he's doing on there too. His, his taekwondo class, I almost said karate. And I always feel guilty when I call his taekwondo class karate. 
because it's the first thing that comes to mind, and I know it's wrong. But by the time everything catches up to itself, karate has already fallen out of my mouth, and then I have to go back and correct myself. Because I always feel bad. I don't want to mislabel what he studied to do and has a, has a double black belt in. I don't know why I'm going down this road. So let's just go right to the podcast before I say anything else that's stupid. I'll talk to you on the other side. It's been a real groovy day and a great evening. And here, Mr. Otis Redding. For Otis Redding, the Monterey International Pop Festival was a triumphant moment. The heat of his feelings set fire to the crowd on that June night in 1967. This is the love crowd, right? I've been loving you too long. Also at Monterey was the Jimi Hendrix Experience who electrified the Sunday night audience with its United States debut performance. You move me, look out. Now hear in-person history captured in the Monterey International Pop Festival album, featuring Jimi Hendrix and Otis Redding on reprise records. All right, so yeah, we're doing a podcast about our trip to Martinsville, Virginia for the NASCAR race on Halloween. That's right. So we were down there the 20, no, the 30th and the 31st. That's it, yeah. And I'm going to pull up the Airbnb right now. So what was it? Going there was like eight-hour ride pretty much through most of Pennsylvania. Yeah, just about. Maryland then West Virginia, then into Virginia. Mm-hmm. And most of the most of the trip was in um, Pennsylvania, Virginia. That's right, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, pretty much we were just heading west. And just like yeah, straight, like down, south, straight yeah, over. Straight southwest. Down. Yeah, we left pretty early. Mm-hmm. Morning got there. Yeah. It wasn't a bad trip. Hmm. It was smooth. Yeah, it wasn't bad. We ended up we got stayed at I have it pulled up right here La Boisse or something yeah it's, you want you want to think it's French that's true but like yeah really no way to know yeah La Bois Farm pretty wild place yeah so <laughs> this place is in Virginia hosted by ex-military a military vet also named Virginia and um, she was a real deal. And at that point in the trip, you were driving. I was in the passenger seat. We get there. I open the gate to get us in. We pull up. And I I was out of the car. I just walked up with you. And Virginia comes out on her porch with her dog. And we pull into sort of darkness. There's one floodlight on the front porch. And I walk around the car to greet Virginia and introduce myself introduce Isaac and as I turn around the first thing I see or remember seeing was a donkey just like appearing out of the darkness and um, after Virginia says hello to us the next thing she says or the second to next thing she says as she grabs the donkey to lead him back into his paddock was 
don't worry, Eeyore. If the, I have the shotgun if the coyotes come back. <laughs> Which could have been like her subtle way of like, got a shotgun. Your little intro, yeah. Yeah. It was a weird scene, just animals just starting to show up out of nowhere. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's no people, no anything. It was just like a little light. It was, yeah. Because there were some birds running around. Yeah, a lot of... And when we when we went in, she had I think they were babies, but she had baby pot belly pigs in the house. That's right. Yeah, just like little kittens or something. Yeah, just hanging out. They were cool. So, like, what was your impression when we like were first getting there and meeting her and seeing her house, seeing the animals? Yeah, it was pretty. I don't know. Very much that. Just like I have no idea. You know, there's no possible way I'm ready for what's about to happen kind of feeling you know like right before we pulled into just like you know having a that little u-turn like i I missed the it was like hard to see even you know like like it was just part of the fence like continuing on was like the gate so it was really just like nondescript place and you know i go to pull around in someone's driveway and then they just start heading down the road with their turn signal on like they're heading in after us. I'm like, oh, shit. oh, that's right. This is a great yeah. start. To, yeah. You know, a little trip over. And so luckily they didn't follow or nothing. And we just pulled in. But yeah, it was really just no way to know what to expect, you know, just pulling up there. And like when all these animals just start. Yeah. And I'll chime in and say that Virginia, now it was great. The end of this story is it was a great time. Yeah, she at her place. An awesome and place. Yeah. And we'll go more into it, but she did not. She had one other review before us oh, really? on Airbnb. Uh, oh shoot! And it was a pleasant review, but she only had one review, so we were going in pretty blind. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, you didn't know what to expect. Definitely. Yeah. So like, we get there. She shows us to our room. Nice room, clean room. Um, in the bathroom, like we had our own. It was like a big trailer almost, the house. Right? Yeah, it looked like, yeah, it was just renovated yeah, kind of like, trailer. Yeah. And her bedroom, like by the front door, her room was all the way to the left. And our room and bathroom were all the way to the right. So we were at opposite ends of this place. Yep. And we see our room and then we bring the things in, uh, like our stuff in, and we're hanging on the porch and she asks if we'd like to be shown around a little. Mm-hmm. So she's showing us around in the dark. So we're seeing what we're seeing. And she eventually shows us a fire pit. Yeah. If I'm remembering it right. She goes, you know, you guys, if you guys want to do a bonfire or something, just let me know and we'll set it up. So we hang out a little more, mumbling amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. and then decide, let's do a fire. Yeah, yeah, so, we find her, you find her, um, she was putting more birds away, because there was a whole other building with, like, big birds in it, like, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, she had all those, yeah, she had all those turkeys and yeah. lots of chickens, like, probably over a hundred or so, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, she was in there, she comes out, and you ask her about the bonfire. Yeah, yeah, we decided just, probably... You know, why not get a fire going? She did a really good job of hosting, too. You know, just going about the work and everything. But she's always, you know, obviously, strangers coming into your house, you're obviously, like, you know, keeping an eye out and everything. Yeah, never, I will, I will say, like, it never felt distrusting. Like, 
with yeah. her. Like, it never felt like she was like, hmm, what are they doing? No, exa- exactly. She's just, you know, if we need help or whatever, she was always... Yeah, yeah, right there. She was always around. So, yeah, we get a fire going. Well, we start to get a fire going anyway. Well, she first get, shows us where the wood is and hands you, I believe, just hands you an axe. Yeah, it's like, here's, yeah, here's the axe. Here's the axe. And... We have, we have some wood and, and we're having like visible trouble. Yes. We're not, we're just having. Yeah, we're a, out there in the dark and we just got a lighter and yeah. like logs. So. And we just drove eight hours. Just making it so. work. <laughs> so we're tr- yep. trying to make it work and the ground was wet and the wood was not totally dry either. And then the best part of this whole night happens. <laughs> Almost yeah. like in memory, the best part. Yeah. Um,. Virginia comes walking over with a can of gasoline, a bucket, and these crazy, like, fire starters. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember, they were, like, super compacted sawdust into logs. Yeah, just like these bricks, like, military-grade bricks or something. Yeah. Looks like, yeah, she had saved up for a while. But yeah, there's like it looks like guys need some help or something. She said, "Yeah, this is a giant bucket and some gas." I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah, so I mean, what did she she just started? She put in one of those the starters. Yeah, and a pretty fairly generous amount of gas. You know, it was a good like yeah. So good double shot. <laughs> at first, like a lot of thoughts went through my mind when she came over with the can. At first, I thought, "Oh, diesel, cool, good idea." Because diesel burns slower and it's good for starting a fire. Uh-huh. Um, but then she's like, oh, a little gasoline, glug, 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 yep. glug, glug, into the, into the bucket. She started the fire with the fire starter, but she just threw the gasoline. <laughs> yeah, just like this. She didn't give us a warning. Her dog is right next to the fire pit. <laughs> and as she, she throws it, giant, like... Five, six foot flame. Yeah. Obviously, just, yeah, it goes up. Just explodes, and the dog kind of, like, doesn't even react. And she says, yeah, he's been singed a few times. He knows how close to get. Yeah. But the first, the first run of gasoline didn't totally get it started. Yeah, yeah, she put some And she threw a second one on. That's right. Which yeah. was a, which was more gasoline. A little, yeah, a little more persuasion, whatever. So, yeah. so the, so then at that point, some of the ground started to burn. Yeah, that's right. But uh, I'm stopping this fire, and then yeah, it's like, what do you know? My my shoe just catches on fire. Like because you, know, you you had stopped in a little puddle. Yeah. Yeah, it was. She just and like a good yeah, a good chunk just fell there. It's like, oh wow, I'm on fire. So, Luckily, it was, like, what, under a second, though. It was, like, kind of got the part of my boot that was flaming. Do you have a problem? Think about the problem. Solvers. Taxes got you down. Wasping your crawl space. Term paper blues. Migrating implants. Call the problem solvers. Because after all, what's a problem but an opportunity disguised as a stripper having a seizure on your boat? Mouse in your house. We need a cheap flight to Tucson. We are the problem. Solvers. Effectively, you stepped in a puddle of gas. Yep. And you... So within... Yeah, you know, luckily within, like, under a second, it was, like, extinguished, but... I forgot what she said. It was just really funny, though. It was like, just some, like... Like, you dumbass. 
type thing. Yeah, but like, like very subtle and matter of fact. Yeah, just like, oh, it's a little, don't get too close or something, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just out of nowhere, it's like you don't realize, you know, takes you a second. Ex- <laughs> you don't expect, you, we didn't expect her to just throw the gasoline like that. And yeah. it's also worth mentioning that she's a shorter statured lady. Mm-hmm. So she is just this little badass she is, yeah. Like right when you walk up to the front door, there's just all the, all the stickers, the road stickers or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like you know, it's like Gulf War, Iraq, Afghanistan. It's just, you know, I've served all, all this. You know, there were yeah. at least five of them. Of those, like, yeah, she's, yeah, definitely career type lady. But uh, yeah, it takes a second to kick in when you're like, oh wow, I'm on fire right <laughs> now, and then you gotta figure it out. But I was trying to like even. Because, you know, the first time it went out, you know, when she threw some stuff on, I was trying to sort of, like, restack the logs or, like, get some, like, yeah. airflow happening or whatever. And she's just already like, oh, just hold on a second. <laughs> you know, let me just dump in, like, three inches of gas <laughs> to a five-gallon bucket and just... Whoosh. See, that was a little out of control, but uh, luckily that was fine. We had a little fire. Yeah, we did get the nice. fire going. And we were just hanging out with that dog, and the dog's very much like my dog, you know. Just <laughs> reminded, like, just... This dude's like five inches from like an open flame with all this like hair, you know. He's a yeah. weird little pooch, but weird little dog, but he's cool. Yeah, it felt like the dog would like come out, hang with us, go back in. Just reporting report. the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, like, imagine the dog was an ex-military dog, and that was part of Virginia's thing was just like run the dog to yeah. check on the guests. That was a neat breed, whatever, it was like... Like yeah. Australian Shepherd, East Australian Shepherd, mm-hmm. something that yeah, really cool. Double eyes, whatever, like two color eyes. And yeah, yeah, neat. So we get our fire in, we hang out, go to bed. Um, <clears throat> I slept a little weird, and at about four a.m., the rooster started to crow. Uh, I noticed, yeah. and I couldn't sleep through it. And the 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 intervals it was a very strange interval I remember because it was just long enough that you thought he was done mm-hmm. and, like, uh, and then he'd start up again right sleep yeah then, like it yeah. was a weird like 25 minute interval that the rooster would keep yeah. and just as I'd doze he'd go off again so it was definitely that kind of farm too with a rooster yeah. she had one of those funny roosters though that was like a pygmy I got like a dwarf rooster Mm -hmm. just walking around all like tough and shit and that (laughs) next morning is when we all we we really seen all the birds holy shit yeah there's a lot of a lot of birds running around it's just yeah it was cool though I mean I think fire might have still been going we were checking that out or something or hanging by the pit again just hanging there were like the cows right there saw the donkey again and there was like some like (laughs) Steamy turkey action or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> just a bunch of just big turkey fest going on. And uh And she had two cows. Two cows. The donkey. And then the donkey, yep. And then those weird were they guinea hens or something? Yep. All these weird birds. Yeah, I didn't she was talking about goats, but I didn't I don't think she had something. She's telling talking about that victory garden or whatever that was. Like that there was pass. there was like the ram though, right? There was some oh, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. There was a goat, yeah, with the the horned, yeah, yeah. It's like a ram type. That's right. That was the only goat I had seen, and then all the pot belly pigs running around, mm-hmm. fighting over food. But yeah, 
Got she it. just like throw food everywhere. Oh, here, eat it. And the animals just gravitate all to it naturally. Yeah. Got all the pigs running around. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool scene. And then she like came out and like, I think she said what? It was like all in all. She had like how many acres? Like 115 or something. Yeah. Or just something crazy like that. Man, it's, that's a lucky dude. Yeah, and a lot of it was clear. Yeah, there's a bunch you know, of fields. Because once the morning came, we could see the, the land and the landscape. And it was like just a bunch of rolling hills. Different in terms from like being used to living here when everything is very wooded and very rocky. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to seeing such rolling hills. It was it was very pretty. Yeah, it was like fairy tale forest type stuff down there. Yeah. It would be cool. I mean, if we ever were to go back to, like, Martinsville, I would be curious if she's got the waterfall or whatever she was talking about, like, that she's, like, incorporated that into the, the stay or, you know. That's like that. right, yeah. Apparently there was, like, some cool stuff back in the woods, but we were sort of in a hurry. I guess we wanted to get to the track on time before it was, like, too crazy. Or... Yeah, and the whole time, whole morning, if you remember, Virginia had been tipping us off about what was going on. Like, she's like, old so-and-so down at the deli says this. Yeah. And it's real real crowded. Yeah, sure. So, so we did have there pretty quick, but she had, like, breakfast items ready to go, ready for us. Yeah. Um, we, like, the eggs, everything was right there from the farm. The bacon was local. And I, I tend to avoid bacon, but I ate it. And it was really good. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, she had everything... She had everything right there. She was going to cook us breakfast. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, I figured it out. Yeah. No, we handled it good. Clean everything up. And um, stopped at a weird Dollar Tree, right? On the way? That's right, yeah. I was grabbing, like, either a charger or... No, it was something about, like, sunglasses, maybe. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Want, yeah. I wanted my eyes to be, like, uh, shaded uh-huh. <laughs> to some degree. Yeah. So we get there, we end up parking in a realtor's lot. We're stuck in traffic on the road. And there are all these, all the local businesses were offering up their parking lots to, to park in for like 20 bucks. And yeah. not knowing anything about Martinsville parking or how quickly we were going to get out of there, we just went for it. Yeah, Paid the 20 bucks. Um, and it worked out perfectly. That was weird. It was like some weird like market or something opened up like a lot down the strip, you know, like all the people are like, well, oh, parking, whatever. Yeah. However much money. Mm-hmm. The people just, yeah. There's a lot of people. Wow. There were. <clears throat> but then when, we, when I seen the parking lot for the racetrack, I was glad that we did it the way we did yeah. it. Yeah. Because it was like a hill and old janky. No, nah, dude, it was, it was just a sea of cars. I think I took a picture of it or something. It was just like all you could see for X amount of acres was just like. You know, automobile. You mm-hmm. know, at the right angle, it was like, damn. There's just a flag sticking up. Yeah. So, Martinsville doesn't hold as many people as most racetracks. It's on the smaller side. But even still, as you come up over that little hill and then you're kind of looking down at everything, where there's there was the souvenirs to our left, and then yeah. to get into the track on our right, it did just look like a sea of people. It was, yeah. Like, when most people weren't in their seats yet and everybody's on the outside. Mm-hmm. It is like, whoa, there's a lot of people here. 
Yeah, it's always a strange. I, mean, I guess you know pe people are used to it. Just like, st yeah, just being in that sea is a very weird, strange feeling. Just, like surrounded. Uh, this is just blah blah blah. <laughs> no, it's well, it's that's how you that's how you experienced it. Yeah, very but it is. It yeah. is strange. But it was cool. I mean, we pretty much just sort of yeah, just funneled down into like whatever like ten booths or whatever there were five or ten booths. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, dude. Let me go back a second. Yeah, yeah. We before we funneled into the track, we did a lap around the souvenir area. Oh, that's right. And this the guy, there was a guy selling whatever. He, what was it? A credit card? I don't know. I, I never to this day. I still don't know. He's, but he, he he stopped me out of the two of us. Yeah. And he's like, "Would you like to make twenty five dollars?" And I'm like, ah, no, thank you, no. He says, you mean tell me if I dropped $25 on the floor, you wouldn't pick it up? And I'm like, I, I don't want to engage. It's like, dude, I would, but it's like. But it's not there. Like, yeah. This is a hypothetical. Yeah, this is lies. <laughs> and then, so like, what was it that you said to him? I don't know. Yeah, he just kept going and going. It was some, I don't know, just some snooty thing. It was like. <laughs> Like money, money, you know, talking about it. It's like it's not backed by anything anyway, man. This is all good. That's right, yeah. And I just looked at him like really, man, and he's like, okay. <laughs> like, and he didn't he didn't know how to respond to that. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> now that you say like it was it's not backed by anything anyway. Now yeah. I remember. And I didn't even know what you were saying, but I was like, it this'll stop him, I guess. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. Confuse the fuck out of him. <laughs> so we funnel in through the crowd and Past lots of Let's Go Brandon folks. That one, that was so funny, dude. The one, it was like right by the t-shirts or whatever. It was yeah. this giant, he, he must, he was like six foot six or something. Yeah. This giant old cowboy looking dude. And just, Let's go, Brandon. Just like that. For, <laughs> we were there, we were, because, you know, we, we bought some shit. There was yeah. like, we were there for like half hour maybe. And he just wouldn't stop. Yeah. 20 minutes, half hour. Yeah. So that kind of set the tone. It did. Was, yeah. Then we get up to our seats. We went to the wrong spot initially. Uh, that's right. Because yeah. things are numbered weird. And we get to this spot. And for me, you know, I've been watching racing since 2003. And I've seen races at Martinsville every year, twice a year since then. So it was very trippy for me to see something that grand in person after watching it on TV for that many years like mm. seeing it on tv and then being there it's like this is it that's everything is how it is on wow. tv yeah so that was the first thing that hit me was whoa i've been watching this on tv for over 10 years and now here it is this is like yeah yeah we're about to see the green flag as the field working their way out of turn four. The five opted to take the outside. He's the pole sitter, so they have to go first. So yeah, like that that that's how it first hit me. How how did it hit you? Like walking in and then here it is. Like this is why we did all this. Here yeah. we are. <laughs> no, yeah, it was really cool, like you said, just that definitely a whole new perspective, but it's like yeah, every, everywhere you turn, you know, everything you're looking at, it's like, oh, this is this is what that is, you know, on the, uh, the program. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, we went to, uh, God, what was, you know, it was a Pocono Raceway, yeah. and, like, who was racing that day? It was, like, qualifying, or, like, the lower yeah, division. When we went with 
the day we went with Jamal. Jamal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was qualifying for the big guys, and there was like a lower division practice. Yeah. And qualifying going on. Yes, yeah, so that was that was cool. Like you know, you're seeing how big the, the stadium is, but I mean, there weren't too many people when we were there. You know, it was pretty like emptied out. Yeah. In a, in a certain way, and uh, but yeah, just to see that, and that, that is you know, it was considerably larger tracker stadium, and just like how like how well like you know you can see why they're built the way they are for just for how many you know humans are just all around you. You know, it's like whoa, it's like yeah, there, there's just that prevailing sort of vibe about it you know just that that hive sort of hype of of something yeah now we were at this race and a lot towards the end a lot of crazy things were going on that were a lot of wrecks a lot of guys hitting into one another that was really riling up the crowd as the 48 continues to try to take the lead from the 11 the 11 around the 11 goes around and the caution will come out a restart And I've never experienced, you were talking about like the group hive, you know, I've never experienced anything like that. Like when, like, Keselowski spins Chase Elliott, or when the 48 spins Danny Amlin, the whole place just erupts. Everybody just goes, oh, and you you just, you can't help but feel it, you know, like there's, yeah, everybody's, ah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's exactly how it is, and I've never... You know, I've been to short tracks. We've gone to like Mahoning and um, this, the racetrack in Snydersville. Mm. And you feel it. You know, people are into it. They're reacting to it. But n- I've never experienced it on that, that level. Mm. Even at Pocono. Because with Pocono, it's just, excuse me, one long strip of seats. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of only really relating to who's in your area. But Martinsville, you're you have the people in your area, but then you can visually see everybody else reacting. Physically. Yeah, I, I thought that was hilarious. Just looking around, just the crowd and seeing like, you know, it's like wow, this is like a B-roll moment that they would capture for some like commercial or something. You know, just like you know, one dude with like a mullet, his shirtless, just like losing his yeah. shit with a beer in his hand. You know, it's like wow, that's like, you know, a uh, picture. But yeah, yeah, there was some good people watching and. Like we said earlier, it was Halloween. That was, yeah. There were, yeah, yeah there were some costumes running around. Yeah. Some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, that was. It was really cool. Yeah, the, the whole race was was good. Um, yeah, there was some we, action. It was it was pretty. There was some stuff happening. Yeah. Definitely, despite it being like you know. Definitely more controlled, you know. I mean, they were going on average, what, like 160, maybe 170. Yeah. You know, a little just, slower than that, even just because yeah. of the size of the track. Yeah, yeah, compensating for the turns and everything. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was cool because you're not know, just like, you know, you, you were mentioning this, like, you just, you know, sitting in one spot, like a big track, and, like, you really got to just peer over with, like, binoculars to see what's going yeah. on. It's like yeah. the whole thing kind of is, like, right there in front of you, you know, even on the far turn or whatever, you can still, like, see what going on so yeah that, that was pretty cool and just to see like something like you know how it ended you know something that never really happened yeah i mean there's always like the drama or freak outs or some shit but that was just funny seeing like oh and this is the part where they dude does a victory lap and the drones fly around and right. interview or whatever and it's like oh what the fuck is hamlin yeah, doing? <laughs> yeah so an- the guy who um alex bowman who spun hamlin from the lead 
won the race, and at the end of the race, Bowman's going to do his victory lap and his burnouts, and they're going to interview him. And here comes Hamlin. I'll try to insert my footage of this. But here comes Hamlin tearing ass around the track towards Bowman, does a spin, and they're burning out on each other nose to nose. Yeah, he was pushed. And like the in-car camera is Denny Hamlin aggressively flipping him off as he's doing a burnout into the nose of the 48 car. And this is going to get interesting. Oh, boy. Denny Hamlin not happy with the way Bowman raced him. Mark Denny, be smart. Big picture here. Big picture. So that's how it ended. And we leave, and we're hearing the interviews over the intercom of the drivers trashing each other. Like I said, hate we wrecked the 11, but man, how about that for Chevrolet and Ally and everybody on this 48 team? Uh, 48 cars won here a bunch. It's cool to do it again. So to clarify, there was or was not intent in your second contact with Denny? No, I just got loose underneath him. Like, I'm not trying to drive under there and crash the guy. Um, I hadn't run into him. I caught him. I got under him fair, um, under him clean, and I just got sideways underneath him. and. Uh, spun him out. So, hate to do that. Obviously unintentional, but uh, part of short track racing. As you're celebrating, he pulls up to you. What was your reaction to that? Um, man, I uh, I wasn't going to get into any... This isn't Bowman Gray Stadium, right? This is uh, the Cup Series, so... Contact down there. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. Um, he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know... He's, fucking terrible he's just terrible and he sees one opportunity and he, he takes it but obviously um, you know, he's got the pass car every week and he runs 10th so um, he, he you know didn't want to race us there we, we had a good clean race I moved up as high as I could on the racetrack to give him all the room I could and he still can't drive and we got to the car pretty easy the parking lot parking lot in the realtor place paid off we zipped out of there and really didn't we really made decent time getting out of there. Yeah. We stopped for food, stopped for gas, and we're gone. Yeah, just out of there. That was, that was it. I was really surprised, though, like just driving on the highway. It was really hard to kind of, you know, see around and everything. But it just seemed like every car that was, like, around us or, like, driving up to us or whatever it was just, like, some kind of police car or something. Yeah. Like, there were um, just trucks, and, like, oh, I'll let this guy go. He's really on my ass, and, like, I get over, and it's just, like, sheriff, you know? <laughs> and they're just, especially, like, within that county or that surrounding area, you know? So at the beginning of the trip home, yeah, yeah. Um, I had, like, closed my eyes for, like, a half hour, 45 minutes, and something dicey happened with some police mm. that you, you were driving. Yeah, what was that? Shoot. Like, did somebody, like, whiz by a cop car? Oh, yeah, what happened? Yeah, so a guy... Hmm. What happened? So, yeah, it was, like, we were in front of, like, a state trooper or something, and there were, like, uh, tractor trailers in front of us, and this guy comes, like, ripping up the, the fast lane, and the cop gets behind him, and the dude just kind of, like, brake checks him out of nowhere. And, like, <sighs> which is weird... And then the dude just like beelines like from the because there were like maybe four lanes on this highway or something mm -hmm. three or four lanes and like you just like zipped all the way across to like what looked like to be like an exit lane or something and like 
and he just zoomed ahead but the cop just stayed there which was weird kind of by us which was got getting me kind of like a little nervous and um but yeah eventually like he gets over too and the guy like stopped on the side of the road and the cop just kind of like i guess i don't know what the fuck that was about but definitely like freaked me out and ever ever since you know like a good, at least until we were in like Maryland, you know, like up until then, it was just like so many cops around. But now that I think about it, I think there was some kind of, I heard in the news, there was some type of terrorist threat or something going on in the, targeted around the Virginia. Yeah, we heard, we heard about that before, even before we left. That's yeah, right. Yeah, so we were kind of like weighing it up and stuff. And yeah. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't surprising there was like, I don't know if that was a news chopper, but there was always, like, there was at least one or two helicopters, like, throughout the race. And I know that's, like, the camera, you yeah. know, like, the news or whatever, but... I'm sure somebody had a special eye on it. Yeah. Like, just in case anything did jump off. That's true. But, yeah, and then we made it the rest of the way home real smooth. Yeah, easy A couple drive. of truck stops, and that was about it, but... Yeah. You know, I think we, we didn't plan this weekend. You know, the race was on Halloween, and... I kind of just pulled the plan out of nowhere, and we just went and did it. So it was yeah. cool. No, I'm glad glad I came along. It was definitely fun. And I think it's better if you would have seen a race at Pocono, you wouldn't have been as as into going to Martinsville only because yeah. that experience at Pocono is just them. You're not seeing by seeing everything. It's definitely better hook. Like, I even noticed, I'm like, this is like a short track. Mm. You know, this is like going to Mahoning or going to Wall Speedway in Jersey. Like, it feels more, you're there. You yeah. smell the cars. You hear the, the squeals of the tires. There was no way I was, me personally, especially with the tinnitus, make it through that without the headphones. Oh, like, yeah. the earbuds. Yeah. Because it it's just 40 yeah. of them constantly conveyor belt yeah there was one time where i was like because i mean i had them on pretty much the entire day and i was like i really i, I gotta know you know i'm here i, I should just yeah. experience it in its full glory so i lifted them up a little bit and just right as they were like you know accelerating down mm -hmm. the uh the line or whatever and i was like damn that hurt that was very yeah I, I, more than i expected very much i pulled the 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 earbuds out of my ear during green like just they're all just running yeah and that was even us. I was like, okay, putting them back. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. And I also think that the sound probably reverberates off the aluminum grandstands oh, too, yeah, yeah. and just makes it even louder. But yeah, that was the trip, and that's the chronicle of the trip. That was awesome. it. Yep. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I want to thank Isaac for jumping on and doing this episode with me. I had a good time. And like I said in the beginning, you know, it's not about the technical things to me. Maybe it should be. Maybe I'd be better off if I worried more about microphones and cameras and backgrounds and video equipment. But I care about the people and I care about the organic, loose setting that the podcast takes. Anyway. You can find more of my work on Instagram at Albert Shivers. You can find Isaac's stuff on Instagram at when underscore in underscore zen. And don't forget, check out www.albertshivers.com for art, movies, and more about the podcast. 
Thank you again for listening. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms and YouTube with video. I will catch you on the next episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. Until then, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else.